Hey, sister. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. Um, but I know maybe there's a part of you that doesn't feel so merry right now. And I am here to give you hope with the most uplifting thing you could possibly hear today for the rest of this next week or so as we enter into the new year and kind of getting you through that hump. So put your earbuds in, grab your journal, your Bible, and um, let's go. Hey sister, welcome to For the Love of Hormones podcast. Do you have a desire to get pregnant in God's design and be free from the pressure of going straight to IUI or IVF? Hey, I'm Becca. While I was blessed with two children, I then suffered from three miscarriages. I too felt emotionally wrecked anytime I was around a pregnant friend. I wanted to understand God's design for my body and how to care for it naturally, but I just kept telling myself that it was too complicated and I needed to be content with my circumstances until I found the answer, hormone health and tracking. In this podcast, you will find answers to all of your period, ovulation and cycle questions so that you will be able to find the path for getting pregnant in God's design. So sister, for the love of hormones, put that pregnancy test stick down and grab your Bible, matcha green tea and a journal because it's time for a come to Jesus and hormones meeting. So working with Becca has helped me understand in simple terms how my body works as a woman. And um, it is just such an immense blessing to work with a Christian woman who can back what she's saying with scripture and um, just help me understand it from that perspective. Um, And she has helped me change lots of lifestyle things. But most importantly to me, she has helped me deepen my relationship with God during this time that is really hard. And for that, I'm really, really grateful. Oh my goodness, Katie, hearing your testimony just lights me up. I have worked with Katie for, um, gosh, it's almost been a year now. And she is, um, she's a gem of a client. Like she does everything I say to do. So I just, I truly just love talking to Katie. I'm, I'm serious. Um, like she'll, she'll just tell me what is on her heart. She'll let me know when she's going through the hard stuff. And um, I'm so thankful to be that person for her to process through those difficult moments. And I give her homework assignments all the time of, okay, Katie, go do this, go have this kind of moment with God or go try this kind of exercise or go do this thing to help with your anxiety or stress. Um, and Katie does it like, and that's what I love about Katie. (laughs) So, um, she has certainly grown so much since we have started working together and, um, Katie girl, I know you're listening to this and I love you to pieces. And I'm so thankful that God put us together. Um, and you have come so far in your journey and um, the Lord has major, major, major plans for you. Okay, guys. So that um, that is Katie's a little bit about Katie. I'll, we'll have to have her on the podcast sometime. Um, she she really is awesome, and you guys can hear more about her story. I know she wants to be on here, so we will have to do that soon. Um, 
But today we're kind of going into Merry Christmas <laughs> and how how are you supposed to handle another Christmas without a baby without just like losing hope? So what we're going to do is I'm going to walk you through this really cool thing that the Lord led me through. And this is a very, this was, this was a huge part of the Bible study that I've put into my course And I really feel like this little nugget is going to give you so much hope. So what we're going to start off with is in the beginning in Genesis chapter 3. So in Genesis 3.16, this is after the woman had given in to her desire to want to be like God and want to to have the knowledge of the tree of the good, uh, of the tree of life, right? And she gave into that. She sinned. Adam was with her. And and here we are. And God said to her, um, unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. Thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. I'm not a King James version, guys, but um, but I think this verse is so important to see that. I've looked up this verse in like almost all of the translations, and I've compared it to what does the Hebrew text say? And uh, most of the time, you know, what, whichever version you use or I use is fine, right? Like it's NIV or ESV or NASB, like whatever kind of um, Bible girl, you are, is awesome. New King James version, like whatever. Okay. That's awesome. I would love to know, by the way, come post in our Facebook group, what version you like to read out of your Bible. But in this particular verse, when you kind of look at the Hebrew, um, it doesn't just say, which so many versions in the Bible in Genesis three sixteen say that it's going to hurt when you have babies. Like that's what it says. But there's a lot more depth and a lot more layers to what the original Hebrew verse said. It said, in sorrow, thou shalt bring forth children. That's just one part of it. Before that, it says, I will multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. And that word conception literally means to conceive, to be pregnant. And so when I I wrestled with this verse so hard of like, well, Lord, what does this mean for the woman who is infertile at the moment? Like you said her curse would be that you would multiply her sorrow and her conception. So doesn't that mean like she should have a lot of babies and it sucks? Like she can't even have a baby and it sucks even worse. So I'm just being very frank with you guys, right? Um and so like, I just really wrestled with that, with the, with the Holy Spirit for several months of just trying to understand. And finally, the Lord revealed it to me of here is what sorrow means. And that Hebrew word, it can mean hardship. It can mean burden. It can mean toil. It can mean labor. Um, it's like a really difficult kind of word, you know? Uh, and by the way, fun fact, the man also has sorrow and it different connected to something else. But our sorrow is actually connected to our fertility. Our sorrow is connected to conceiving. And if we kind of look at, okay, well, if sorrow is connected to conceiving, what are different ways that a woman can experience this sorrow? So that is when we see like, oh, okay, okay. So she can have a hardship to conceive. And this is part of that curse. 
And that's the, that's the curse of infertility, right? It's a hardship to conceive. And I'm not saying that everybody who is struggling with infertility is under a curse. So I want you guys to stick with me through this whole thing, okay? This is like a huge buildup to what what is the hope that I should have this Christmas day? What is the hope that I can claim for today? And I, I need you to stick with me. I might have to break this up into two episodes. We'll see. I want to give you the whole thing this episode. So um, maybe I'll break it up into two parts and give give it to you in the same day. But we'll see how we'll see how this goes. But please stick with me, okay? So the conce- the conception hardship, there's several different kinds. So she can have hardship to conceive the the infertility. Um, she could have hardship to conceive and then she could lose the baby, right? Or maybe she conceives and then she loses. That is a whole world of hardship. That's miscarriage or stillbirth or infant death. So that's a whole nother world of hardship. She could have hardship to conceive multiple times. So this is still a sorrow or a hardship in conception multiplied. So some women don't necessarily struggle to get pregnant, but it's like they can't not be pregnant. (laughs) Like they get pregnant over and over and over. And especially before the times of birth control, um, how it came to be in about the 50s and 60s, uh, especially before those times, women like didn't really have a solid, legitimate way to avoid pregnancy. Gosh, even before then, it's really around the 80s and 90s that women have finally gotten a natural way to avoid, but that's kind of beside the point. But the, but the thing is, is that women had a lot of babies and the physical toll on the body with each consecutive pregnancy is pretty immense. And for some women, this is more intensified than others. Some women want to have a lot of babies and they have a lot of babies and they have great joy in it. But, um, but some women like, I mean, it's hard. Like pregnancy is not an easy road. Um, delivering a child is not easy. It is, it is the most difficult thing you will ever do. Um, but the most joyful thing, I think, um, just depending on your story. But anyways, the point is there, there can be hardship to conceive over and over and over. And it makes me think like, okay, God, so what was your original design for us? Because your design was to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And yet um, now we have sorrow connected to conceiving multiple times. So I don't know how often God intended for the woman to conceive because there is typically, not for everybody, but typically there is a natural gap for women between pregnancies because of breastfeeding. And ideally, I know in our generation and in our time, we would want that to be um, you know, a little bit longer because because it is tough on our bodies and a lot of moms are working and um, it's difficult. But uh, it's kind of this question of like, how many kids did you want a woman to bear and have, Lord? Like how many? And I don't know the answer to that, but I, I do really ponder and, and wonder on um, how everyone else that gives birth, that's not a human, how they go through it. Like if you watch a cow give birth, um, this would be a great one to talk to Dr. Jamie about um, because she's got a farm and she's super cool. Uh, But if you watch a cow give birth, like they're not in pain. You watch a horse give birth, they're not in pain. You watch any, any mammal give birth, like they're not in pain. 
you watch a woman give birth and oh, good gravy, get your earplugs and like get your um, heart monitor and watch your own heart rate rise as you watch a woman give birth because it is, oh my land, it's so intense, but really cool. So, um, so I, I don't fully understand this. I don't claim to fully understand this, but I, I do feel like the Lord has revealed this to me in such greater depth than, um, than it, than I had before. So, um, so I want you guys to see this connection between, I will multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. And there's actually three things under that umbrella that women can experience sorrow in the world of conception, the hardship to conceive, the hardship to conceive and lose the baby, and then the hardship to conceive multiple times over and over. And then on top of that, uh, which we won't get into this one too much, but there's also the childbearing hardship. So childbearing can not just mean like giving birth to the child and having the child in your tummy, but how, how did it go afterwards? And I really feel like this is connected under the umbrella of the curse of sorrow and conception because women can have hardship in pregnancy symptoms. They can have hardship in labor. They can have hardship in delivery. They can have hardship in postpartum. And I know those of you who are listening to this, like don't really care to hear about that. But I also want you to like, you know, you're praying and you're asking God for a baby. So in faith, I want you to believe that he will give that to you. And I want you to be a little bit mindful about what is to come. Like, let's say you do get pregnant and it's a really, really, really hard pregnancy. Will you still bless the name of the Lord? I'm just putting it out there. Let's say you get pregnant and it's a really hard pregnancy and it's a crazy difficult labor and delivery. Like, are you prepared to walk through that and bless the name of the Lord? Let's say you've been wanting to get pregnant. It's taken forever. Then you finally get pregnant. You have a really hard pregnancy. You have a really hard labor and delivery. And then you finally give birth and um, it was a traumatic birth. And then you have this horrible postpartum phase and you're dealing with like, like you're just not yourself and you're sad and you're depressed, but you know, you should feel happy and overjoyed. And like, y'all, I am describing things that I know happen to a lot of people I work with a lot of people who worked, who, you know, want to get pregnant and they get pregnant. And then, and then it's like their, their hardship changes. So their hardship went from, I want to conceive. I want to conceive. I want to conceive to, okay, I have conceived and this is hard. And I, I, I am dealing with a new kind of hard. And so I just want you guys to like be mentally prepared for that because in belief and in faith, we ask God and we know that he will he will answer us and it might and it may not be in pregnancy it may you know we pray it is but it could be in something else but whatever we go through the lord does say in this world you will have trouble like we will have trouble and i think as a woman we're going to have trouble over and over and over in this world of conception and childbearing and so, okay, if you've stuck with me so far, thank you. You're really cool. <laughs> and I know that's like actually sounds depressing and it kind of is, but there is hope. Okay, so stick with me. Um, I promise there is hope. That's why I'm giving this to you on Christmas Day. I just want you to have this reality check of like, hey, this is what you're living in and this is what is to come. Are you ready for it? Because it, are you handling your hard well right now? Are you giving... Are you, do you have like an open heart posture towards the Lord right now? Are you blessing his name in your hardship and in your sorrow right now? Or are you bitter and resentful and depressed? Because that is not where he wants you to be. And if that's where you are right now, 
and he does give you what you ask for and your heart is in a bitter place, you're going to be bitter about something else when he gives you this desire that you have asked for. So I'm just really calling you out as a sister in Christ to check your heart with the Lord. Um, Okay, so let's get to the good part, all right? Let's get to the hope that we have in Christ. Oh my goodness. Okay, so here is the redemption, all right? So I'm going to read to you Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So sister, I want you to think like right now, you might be feeling like you are in a dominion of darkness. I may have just described that hardship and sorrow of fertility, and you might just feel absolutely crushed. But I want you to know that Jesus Christ is your answer and that you need to turn your eyes to him because he has rescued you. He has already rescued you from your dominion of darkness and he has brought you into the kingdom of his own. And in him, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And like, I want you to think about the definition of redemption. Redemption means a releasing affected by payment of ransom. Okay, so Christ has released us through paying the ransom for our sins. Redemption means deliverance. Redemption means liberation by payment. Okay, this is what Christ has done for us. Jesus is so good. And I and I just want to make some connections on this Christmas day as we reflect on our King. So uh, for man, we didn't talk too much about this, but his curse, his sorrow was connected to thorns, to the ground, to his work. And Christ redeemed that curse of man with thorns by wearing the crown of thorns when he paid for the ransom for our sins. Isn't that so cool? Like our Jesus is so good. And Jesus paid the curse um, of conception. Okay, so we talked about the curse of conception. And Jesus redeemed that through being conceived in a virgin. Like, like you guys are like, yo, I just want to have a baby. My husband and I are doing everything we can And yet Jesus was conceived through a virgin. Like that's just so mind-blowing, right? The Holy Spirit um, conceived inside of Mary. And Jesus is like the perfect conception, a conception that is so holy and misunderstood. And we, we can't even begin to fathom how he did that. And Christ redeemed that brokenness of conception that we are experiencing and that we have experienced. So through Christ, we have redemption. And here's another beautiful tie about Jesus. So through the birth of sin, we had the birth of death, right? So when Eve and Adam sinned, uh, that, that began death for all of mankind. But through the birth of Christ, we have the birth of life. And everyone who believes in Christ has eternal life. 
And you guys, this hope is so profound and it's so amazing. And when you, when you first, you know, think about it or say it, I'm like, oh yeah, Jesus is your hope. Like it goes so much deeper than that. Um, all of the sorrow that I described in this first part of the episode, all of the heartbreak, it is still here in this world because we live in a fallen world. But Jesus has told us to take heart because he has overcome the world. And so our eyes need to be fixed on him and our hearts need to say, blessed be the name of the Lord. You give and you take away, but blessed be your name. So if you are in a season where the Lord has not given and it has felt like he has taken away, do we say, Lord, blessed is your name? Or are we bitter and resentful at this? Because if we are, we have to we have to confess that and we have to forsake it and turn away from that and be filled with the Holy Spirit for what He wants for us. And um, sister, I know that this is a hard day and I empathize with you and I have been there and it is uh, it feels like a hard wait and you want to hang up that Christmas stocking of the name of your baby that you have just prayed for and prayed for and prayed for. But ultimately, our heart and our eyes must be fixed on the author and perfecter of our faith, Jesus Christ, because he has he has crushed the curse of conception that we've dealt with. And if our hope is in him, sister, we can truly have peace, whatever the Lord's answer is. And whenever it is to come, we can have peace today, this Christmas. And for the rest of this week, as we walk into the new year, we can have peace if we truly lift our heart to him and allow him a beautiful olive branch for him to sit on. This is like super random and really weird, but it's not weird. It's kind of weird. It's different. It's weird for me. It's different. But I was reading a book and I I saw several quotes from this pastor called A.W. Tozer. And um, he's from, I think, 1898 to the 1960s, his lifespan. And I was like, wow, this guy's really cool. So I, I look him up and I'm trying to like listen to some of his sermons and One sermon that he preached, I thought was just absolutely profound. And I want us to kind of ponder on it and think about it when, as we are um, wrestling with the Holy Ghost on this of like, Lord, I want a baby, but I want to be patient. (laughs) I trust in you, but this is hard. Um, how, How are we doing for being at a place where the Holy Spirit can rest and and sit and f- be able to fill us with his peace. Because I'm just going to tell you that if if we're sitting in our bitterness and our resentfulness and our jealousy and honestly hatred and, um, and all of that towards others for what they have and what we don't and what the Lord's given them, but he hasn't given us, I don't feel like that's a good place where the Holy Spirit can rest and really fill us with his peace. Like if we say with our lips, Lord, fill me with your peace and help me to be content. But in the second breath or the second thought, we are presenting and kind of being angry over someone else having the baby that we really want to have and they don't value it as much. Like sister, do we really feel like the Holy Spirit can fill us with his peace? I don't think so. I think think we have to get to a place where we just lay down, lay down everything and get on our knees and... um confess, forsake, and be filled. I think that's episode, um, yeah, so episode 17. Um, I go, I do a deep dive into this on why 
This is so important and pivotal when you're trying to get pregnant. So I encourage you guys to go back to episode 17, re-listen to it, even if you've already heard it. If you know that you are wrestling and kind of struggling with any kind of bitterness or resentment, because I know that that is like so real and so strong right now, and you can be free from that. So um, that that is what I have for you guys today. I, I really hope that this was so just eye-opening for you and convicting for you about, um, I, I want you guys to go do your own study in Genesis 3.16, look it up in the King James Version and um, check out Colossians 1, 13 through 14 and start doing some connections and asking the Lord to show you about the curse and the redemption that we have through Christ. It's like so cool when we think about it and we ask the Lord to show it to us. It's really amazing. So as you guys do this and you're reflecting, I'm just going to invite you guys to come into our Facebook group and share with us when you have these moments with God. Like you guys, this literally makes a difference in your in your heart posture towards the Lord and conceiving. It it makes a difference. It really does. And so, I if you're listening to this and you're still listening, um, you're cool and take this to heart and go do it. Okay. And I would love for you to share it with us so we can like cheer you on and hold you accountable of what was your moment with God. What is the thing that you're wrestling with and um had it go for you and like, let us like walk with you in this and you don't and should not do this alone. So I'm going to, I'm going to hop off with that. Um, you guys enjoy your Christmas week. There will be no episode this Thursday. So I'll come back to you guys next Monday and, um, I'm just going to pray a blessing over you for, um, for this week and today, Lord Jesus, we just come before you and I thank you so much for allowing me to get to encourage this woman and enlighten her on what your word says and how we are to get hope in it, Lord. And God, I just pray if this woman is wrestling with any, 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 Lord, even just an inkling of any kind of bitterness or resentment or unforgiveness or anger, which are so totally normal um, at this time, Lord, especially on Christmas day. And she's been asking and you've said, wait, God, I just pray you would help her to get a moment alone in a closet, in a bathroom, in somewhere, Lord, that she can just have a moment with you and just be wretched and like broken and open her heart towards you and confess that she has sinned and um, and that she wants to be filled with your with your spirit that truly gives peace and to have a heart posture that is filled with the hope of the redemption of Christ. And so, um, Lord, I just pray that this message would encourage her, it would convict her, and um, that she would truly be blessed and refreshed and renewed on this Christmas day and throughout the rest of this week as we enter into the new year. Um, Thank you, Lord, for hearing us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, girl, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts? Literally just pause this, scroll on down, click write a review, and I promise it'll take two seconds, well, maybe like 25 seconds, and it would bless me so much to see what you thought about this episode and to hear your feedback. And also, if you could share this in a quick text message to the friend or family member that you were thinking of while listening to this episode, that would be awesome. 
It just lights me up to know that this podcast is helping you and other people. And girl, I pray that your progesterone is awesome. I'll meet you back next Thursday for another episode. Have a blessed day.